This is an SM Media production. Hello folks and welcome to the fourth episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike and I'm the host this week and I hope you're all doing really well. This week on the show, I'm doing it by myself, I'm all alone, and I'm just going to open the floor up to all you viewers. I put a post up on Facebook on the page yesterday. If there was any questions you wanted to ask about Scottish football, I would do a Q&A for this week's episode, and the response has been amazing. I can't thank you all enough for sending me all your questions. I'm just going to get started. I'm just going to go through every question and give you the best answer I can. We'll start with Jeff Reid. Jeff Reid asked the question, what do you think of the choice for the referee for next week's Old Firm match? I saw it was John Beaton. I think, again, we know John Beaton got a lot of stick for his performance a couple of years ago in the fixture. You need, we need to stop kind of doing things like this. Like, John Beaton is going to referee the game fairly. I, I think like he's, he's been put in charge of a job. He's got to do the job to the best of his ability. Is he going to make mistakes? It's an old firm game, of course he is. I think every referee would make a mistake in a big game like that. It's going to be a unique feel to this week's old firm game, and I'm really, really excited about it. But we just hope he does a good job. He's he's got the kind of he's helped by the players. I don't think it's going to be a, a normal old firm fixture. I think there's no doubt about that. But I do think John Beaton is as good as anybody. Like, I think he's a good official. I don't think there's many good officials in Scottish football, so we've got, to, we've got to just give him a chance and see what happens. I think it's going to be a great great contest, and I hope it's a contest that doesn't erupt in any fights or anything like that. Doogie not asked, who do you think will win the Old Firm game next week? Eh, it's a very tough one. I think it could be... I think there'll be goals on it. I think it'll be a really, really good contest. Celtic have been playing pretty... Pretty flat as of late. I think that's kind of been there to all see. But they've been getting wins. Like they've won the last eight games in the league. Like something's going right. They're not playing well, but they're getting results. Rangers, on the other hand, have been pretty impressive. I think they've the defensive record stands out to me. I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to be boring. I'm going to go for a two-each draw. I just think there'll be goals in it. I think both sides are can be quite weak at the back. I know Rangers have done really well defensively this season, but we saw against Hibs that pro- they can make mistakes. I'm going to go two each. I'm going to sit in the fence with that one. Ross Murdercast, in your opinion, who will be the team's most important player in the upcoming Old Firm match? Uh, on the Celtic side, I would say Scott Brown. I think the evidence speaks for itself. I think he's, his record in the game is outstanding. And his performance when he came on against St. Johnson in the 2-0 win last weekend just sums up who he is he's just he's that leadership on the field that nobody nobody in that Celtic team has he come on and just kind of got, got the team through it two goals when he come on and he didn't play any part in the goals but just his leadership I think is enough for him I think he's a big player I think he's a certainty to start I think we'll talk about the team later on I think there's a question about that later on but I'm going to go Scott Brown on the Celtic side just for his overall leadership skills Rangers I think you could have two or three, but I'm going to go for Ryan Kent. I think Ryan Kent's been the star man so far this season. When Rangers brought him in for £8 million, there was a lot of question marks, but is he worth that? I think we're beginning to see that he's he's coming on to a good game. Last season, he was a bit kind of off and on, but this season, he's coming on to a really good game. I'm going to go for Ryan Kent for Rangers. 
I think it'll be a great contest, though. I'm really, really excited about it. Lewis Cooper asked, do you think Alfredo Morelos will finally break his goal drought against Celtic this Saturday? Uh, I think he probably won't. I just, I think you look at Alfredo Morelos this season, he's not been anywhere near the standards you can expect. I think, obviously, the transfer rumours have kind of got, to, got on top of him. But I see a lot of I see a lot of potential and how he's going to play. I don't know. I think it's tough to say. Like he's, his performances in all firms over the past couple of years have been really, really good. But they've all been they've all been kind of bringing other players into the game. I haven't really thought this kind of this kind of past couple of weeks. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him against Celtic because I just he's not he's not done enough for me against Celtic. I think that's how you're judged in Scotland. I can see. I can see Morelos playing. I can see him having a pretty good game, but I don't. I don't see him scoring. I just don't. I hope. I hope I'm wrong because if Morelos scores, I think a lot of pressure will be off his back because that is the one thing you can hold against him is that he hasn't done him against done it against Celtic. But I think he, if he if he plays well, if he gets, he'll get chances. I mean, he'll get chances. I think the Celtic defence is pretty weak. I think he'll get chances. I think his hold-up plays excellent and he brings a lot of other players into the game as well with his build-up play. He's been playing more, more kind of up the park lately. Like he's been coming for the ball a lot more. So is that a kind of thing that he's going to bring kind of wingers into it? We don't know. But I hope, I hope to see him score because I think he's a really, really good player. But I think that is the one thing that's held against him. But I think it's very, very tough to say. His start of the season hasn't kind of filled me with confidence. Carl McPike asks, who is the best player you've seen play in the SPL? Well, SPL with me is from 1998 onwards, so I'm going to go for Henrik Larsson. I just think Henrik Larsson was way too good for Scottish football. He used to terrify me. Like he used, whenever he, he used to play against Rangers, he was just so, so good. He was just electric to watch. The first game I remember him was the game at Parkhead, maybe 2002. He just came back for a horrible injury, and he just rag, ragged all the Rangers' defence. I think Celtic won three-one. I think he scored two. He was just—he was excellent. I'm just—I'm fortunate to have seen him live. He's one of the best players I've ever seen live. He was tremendous. The problem with Henrik Larsson was that you never saw once when he got injured. You thought that was maybe it. He came back and he was just, he was so much better. He goes on and wins a Champions League for Barcelona. Like he's, how many players in Scottish football will ever do that again? Like not many, but I think uh, Henrik Larsson will definitely be top of that list for me. Lewis Cooper asks another question. Do you think Steven Gerrard's time as a Rangers manager has been a successful one so far? And do you think Rangers can win the league? <coughs> Excuse me, I think Rangers can win the league. I think they'll need to overcome this blip they've been on the past two years after Christmas because they've done the they've done the hard thing. They've got the result against Celtic before Christmas, went into the winter break very strong and fallen off a cliff. I don't know why, but if it happens again, then there's definitely something to it. I think Steven Gerrard's time at Rangers has been pretty successful. He's not won a trophy, obviously, so that'll be kind of held against him, but... From where they were, from where Rangers were before Stephen Gerrard came in, I go back always to the five 0 game against Celtic at Celtic Park, where I've never seen a Rangers team as bad as that in my life. Like they're just so poor. Celtic just ran through them like they weren't there. I think though you've got to look at the fact is 
if Gerard doesn't win a trophy this season, is he is he up to the job? I don't I don't know, but I think he, he deserves a lot of credit for the team he's built. He's brought in some great players. He's not as a bad transfer window since he came in. So I would say definitely. I think he's he's been successful. He's done really well in Europe, but you're judging trophies in Scotland especially at Rangers and at Celtic. You're judging trophies. Tommy Burns is a perfect example of that. Tommy Burns was in a similar position to Steven Gerrard when he came in. He had a horrible team to deal with when he brought a few good players in but just never got in front of Rangers and ultimately lost his job. And if Gerrard doesn't win the league this season or even win a trophy, I think he'll be in a similar, similar position. But he has, he has had a successful spell. And I do think Rangers can win the league, but they need to overcome the severely bad blip that goes on in after Christmas. Jay Forbes asked, do you think VAR should be introduced into top tier Scottish football? Eh, I think it should. I don't know if it will, because can the clubs afford it? I saw an argument last year that uh, Craig Levine put up that Celtic and Rangers should be financing it with their European money. That's not going to happen. Whether you want to or not, that's not going to happen. Uh, I think it should be in, in, implemented because anything to help the officials out because every every week there's something, there's some bad decision. We've saw VAR being used in England and some people are for it, some people are against it. Um, I think it helps the officials out. I think the officials are getting less criticism down south. So I would say, yeah, it should be. I would think, but are the, are the clubs or the SPFL going to fork out for it? I don't know. It's it's definitely worth it, but I don't I don't see them doing it in the in the next couple of years anyway, especially with all that's going on right now. I think money money is a big, big thing right now and I don't think they've got a lot of it. So I think we'll be waiting a couple of years for that one. Adam Forsyth asked, Do you think this is the strongest squad Gerard has had in terms of strength and depth since he took over the job at Ibrooks? Eh, I think he's getting it all together, yeah. I think he's had a pretty good transfer window so far. He's filled out a lot of areas they needed. They needed strikers. Rangers needed strikers at the beginning of the season. Like I said at the time, Morelos and Defoe aren't going to win your league. If one of them's injured, it's, it's not good for to have just won. So they've went and got Ruth and Atten. I thought I think at the time Ruth and Atten were the replacements for Morelos, who was strongly suspected to leave. He's not leaving now. He's staying at least until January. So they've got that squad depth up front. I think they've filled a good couple of key areas. I think they still need a kind of replacement right not a replacement right back for Tavernier that's a bit harsh but I think they need somebody to compete with him because if Tavernier was to get injured it's Nathan Patterson looks a really good prospect but it's a lot to ask an 18 year old to get into a, a side like that and, and be as consistent as Tavernier is so yeah I think I think this is the strongest his squad's been I think now now compared to kind of a few seasons ago you're looking at sides and think if if he gets injured, he's, there's another guy coming in. Like we saw like the past couple of weeks, like Jordan Jones, Calvin Bassey come in against Motherwell and looked really, really good. So you're all, you're all right now. I think you're all right in terms of squad depth. Uh, John McLaughlin, do you think Scotland will reach the Euros? Uh, I don't know. I think Serbia are probably the favourites to get through. I think Serbia have just got a bit more up front. I think Mitrovic, Luka Jovic... Adam Lajic, they're, they're a bit better than what Scotland have. Not to say like Scotland have they've kind of been a bit better in the past couple of weeks, but I just think Serbia are a very, very tough side. It will, it will suit Scotland. The game will suit Scotland going away from home and 
defending. Steve Clark loves to defend. So hopefully, I would love to see Scotland in a major tournament, but I can, I can kind of see past Serbia. I think Serbia will just have enough. Hamish Husband, can you remember your first Rangers game at Ibrooks when you were young? Who was your favourite player and did you see Gaz alive? Uh, my first Rangers game at Ibrooks was in 2001 and it was against Fenerbahce in the UEFA Cup under Dick Advocat. Uh, it was a, just an amazing experience to go and see that, that game in your first, that was your first game. Uh, the game will be remembered for Michael Moles getting sent off for having a kick out at the centre half and the Fenerbahce goalkeeper at the time was Rusty Rebker, if anybody remembers him. He was the Turkish goalkeeper the year later in the World Cup and he basically got Moles sent off. He was going over to the referee basically just with his hands out saying, why are you not sending him off? Moles received the red card and Rangers went out and they lost 2-1 in the second leg but it was since then I was hooked. Since then I was hooked in football. Just going to a game like that was crazy. I loved it. Uh, who was my favourite player when I was young? Uh, my favourite Scottish player was Barry Ferguson just because he was a Scotland captain, Rangers captain. Uh, the first full season I had was the 2002-2003 season and he was as good a player as I think you'll see that season. I think he just took that took that season with a scruff of the neck. He was unbelievable that season. He was Rangers' best player. He was unbelievable. Just brilliant. He was a brilliant player. Was probably the most gutted I've ever been when he left for Blackburn the year after. I've got a funny story about that. I went to the Rangers, old Rangers shop down in Air. If MD remembers that, it was down near the old Woolworths across from Paul at Wilson Butchers. If that's where you can... Uh, that's where you remember it now, but there used to be a Rangers shop in there and I went and got the new Rangers shop with Barry Ferguson 6 in the back of it. And the day later, they went to Blackburn and I remember crying. So that was, that was how, how, much, how much I loved them. I still think Barry Ferguson was unplayable that season. Comfortably the best player I've seen in a Rangers shop that season. He was class. Uh, did I see Gaza live? I was born the year after Gaza left. No, no, sorry. I wasn't. I was born... 1996, so I would have, yeah, I would have missed Gaza. Never seen Gaza live. Was very fortunate to meet him. Uh, he was doing a book signing at Waterstones in Air years ago, and he was a lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. Just spent time. I was a young boy, just hooked in football. Heard all these stories about how Gaza was unbelievable. It was. See when you look back in videos, you just realise how good a player he was. But I was very fortunate to meet him. But um, I regret so much that I never saw him live because I would have loved to see him play. Uh, Lisa Alcroft asks, do you think Rangers have a realistic chance of winning silverware this year? If so, which one? Uh, I think they have to. I think they have to win silverware this year or it's, a, it's another year where the league's passing by. I think, I think they'll win a cup. I mean, I think last season, I think they were they outplayed Celtic in the League Cup final. Like they were brilliant against Celtic, but just never scored and Celtic went up the park, scored for a set piece and that was it. Uh, I think they have to win a, a cup this year. I don't think a cup's enough. I think they need to win the league. Rangers need to win the league this season, or there's going to be severe. There's going to be severe calls for Gerrard's head because Celtic have won ten in a row, and ten in a row is is the ultimate thing to stop for Rangers fans. So, I think they will win a cup. I think this season will be crazy compared to any other season we've seen. So. I think, I think the Rangers players, I think this is maybe wrong to say, but I think a lot of Rangers players are thriving off playing without fans and without playing with that criticism. I don't know if that's maybe right, but 
it's certainly it's, you've certainly seen it in performances. There's not as there's not as much pressure for the stands. I think that does play into the thing. I don't agree with it. I don't like that. Is but I can see you can certainly see it. So I think they have a realistic chance of winning silverware, but I would really, really say the league's a priority for Rangers this season as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Fraser Little asked, do you think Lauren Shankland has what it takes to cement a place in the first team for Scotland? Uh, I really like Lauren Shankland. I think he's a really good player. I think he's the finisher that they need. The only problem is, is he international class? That's what we don't know. I've, I've seen enough from him to say he is, but he's not starting. So there are, he isn't preferred to the likes of Dykes and McBurney. Even last night, we saw kind of Ryan Fraser playing a bit up top. So, I hope so. I really like Lauren Shanklin, but I would like to see, I would like to see him hitting the ground running in the league first. I think if you're going into a game against Serbia in the playoff and you've got Lauren Shanklin on the bench and you're needing a goal, I think he's a perfect option. So, I think I hope I hope he can because I really like him and I like him as a person as well. I think he's a really good guy. He comes across really well. So. I hope so. Kieran Mackay, what is your best current 11 outside of the old firm in Scottish football? And who do you see in the Scottish youth setup making real inroads in the national team in the next couple of years? Uh, that's a really tough one. Best current 11 outside the old firm. I don't know. I don't know if you mean best current 11, like who's the best team outside the old firm? Because if that's the case, I would say Hibs, because I think Hibs are, are far better. But I can pick out some players I think are really good outside the old firm. I would say Alan Campbell, uh, Kevin Nisbet, Lauren Shankland. I really, really like, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna sound a bit daft here, but I really, really like a lot of players at Hamilton. I don't think they'll I don't think they're anywhere near as good as some other players, but a lot of them just seem to me just to be good players and they'll get there. Like the young players coming through, there's a few players that are like 18 and 19. Hopefully one of them comes up, but I'm really, really excited to see a couple of them coming through. I've kept a good eye on them. The likes are uh, Minot and Kyle Monroe. I really, really like them. I've followed them for a couple of years, and I hope they do well. Uh, the youth setup, I don't know. I don't know if there's... I, I watched... I looked at the under-21s last night, and I was like, I don't think a lot of them are getting through. Alan Campbell, I would say, was probably the one that sticks out. Billy Gilmore's the obvious one. Billy Gilmer will definitely be a Scotland, he'll probably be a Scotland captain. I think just as long as he keeps his head, and head screwed on and keeps his feet in the ground, I think he'll be really, really good. We saw just how, how well he's adapted to life at Chelsea. If you can get him fat and get him with the right attitude, I think he's got a great attitude. I've, I've been fortunate enough to speak with him a couple of times and I think he's a really, really nice guy. So I would say Billy Gilmer's the obvious one, but I like Alan Campbell as well. Graham Anderson, who's the best player you've ever seen playing Scottish football? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think that's a tough one. I've said Henrik Larson for the best player, but I'm going to go with two, I'm going to have two players in here who didn't play playing Scottish football for very long, but I loved watching them. Uh, Craig Bellamy. When he was at Celtic, he was at Celtic for six months. He came up from Newcastle and moaned because him and Graham Souness had a massive argument. He came up here and basically carried Celtic. It was so impressive. He just, I've never seen a player. 
I remember the old firm he played in at Ibrooks and Celtic won 2 1, and he was absolutely amazing that day. I remember coming out saying to my dad, Celtic won the league because of Craig Bellamy, and we didn't win the league, obviously, but he was he's six months up here was good a good a period of, as I've seen for a player in Scottish football. And I would, the second one is quite a personal one because I absolutely love this signing. Uh, when Frank de Boer came to Rangers, Ronald de Boer was there as well. I love Ronald de Boer. Still to this day, I think Ronald de Boer was amazing. But when Frank came, I remember Rangers were really, really toiling. It was a really, really poor season. Uh, the, the team of 2002-2003 get split up and it was just a really, really bad season. And I remember coming home from school, I think it was home lunch or something, if I remember, and my dad was in. My dad was never in. Like, my dad was always at work, Monday to Friday, during the day. And my mum picked me up for work and said, your dad wants to tell you something. And I was thinking, this could be anything. Like, that's how seriously me and my dad took football. Like, we just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I was a huge Holland fan back in the day. Like, I had Holland shirts and I just loved Holland. Like, I was a Holland fan whenever they played in like, World Cups and Euros. I really, really liked them. And he said, uh, I'm at a wee, fi- a wee pro stars as well, the wee kind of mini figures, if you remember them. And I used to, I used to collect them. And I, I Frank De Boer one that I really, really liked for some reason. And my dad says, Rangers are signing Frank De Boer. And I loved it. I absolutely loved Frank De Boer. But he came, obviously when he came to Rangers, he was, he was past it. He was past it physically, but he still, he still had that ability at his feet. And he was just a rock-solid centre-half. And he, he, he basically... He solid. He made Rangers solid at the back again. He was only there for six months, but I remember thinking he was he was unbelievable. Just his ability he was just so good to watch. I really really liked Frank De Boer. Uh, John Park. Next five years, what will happen to Scottish football? Will Celtic still be the dominant force, or will Rangers stamp their authority? And can Gerard be a Rangers great? Uh, I think in the next five years, it's very, very hard to say where we'll be. I think in the next five months, it's hard to say where we'll be in Scottish football because there is a lot of uncertainty, particularly in the lower leagues. I just offer my best wishes to every single person connected with Scottish football right now because it's going to be a very, very tough time for the next couple of years to kind of get out of this horrible situation we're in. Uh, I, I think that Celtic team will eventually be come to the kind of end of the end of the run. I think they're slowly getting there. I think you've you've seen the likes of Scott Brown, like he's he's still an amazing figure in the park, but he's not the player he was. But he's still that leadership he's still got that leadership. And I've always said I think if Celtic were to get ten in a row, I think Scott Brown would retire at that the end of that season. That's his job done. But Rangers Rangers need to get their house in order, particularly when it comes to after Christmas. If Rangers can go over that blip. If we don't, we don't ever want to break this season, so there won't be that three weeks where Rangers are are having to take a break. So that might help them. But in five years, I think we could be anywhere. Uh, I think it'll be a back to Celtic Rangers, and it'll be kind of head to head. I think it'll be a lot more even. I think it, it's even now, but I think in five years, I think both sides will be kind of neck and neck. Can Gerard be a Rangers great? He will be if he wins the league this season. I think there's no doubt about that. I think the problem with, with this is, is that it, came, it was brought in basically to stop Celtic winning 10 in a row. And if he doesn't do that, it's going to be a shame because he's built a really, really good side, but you're judging trophies. And I really hope Gerard's a Rangers great because he's a great manager. 
He's been a great manager for Rangers so far. He's brought he's brought us great European success. But do you see Rangers going out and and winning the league? I, I think they could, but they need to get over that blip. That blip's a big, big thing that they need to overcome. The last two years they haven't done it. Who knows why? But you need to do that if you if you're going to win this league. You need to come over that blip after Christmas and losing losing to Hamilton at home. Particularly the one that sticks out to me because Rangers should never be losing to Hamilton at home. So if you go over that, they've a very good chance to win the league. But I think it'll be very close this season. So I'm really looking forward to the season. Uh, Craig Gold, is there a player out there who you think can solve Scotland's woes up front? I think there is, and his name's Lee Griffiths. Uh, the big thing with Lee Griffiths is though you need to keep him fit and you need to keep him happy. And if he's that, I think he's Scotland's best striker. Now. I was actually quite delighted to see him score the other day because for anybody to come through what he's come through, I think he deserves a lot of credit. So it's really nice to see somebody like that getting through kind of difficult times and getting getting fit. I think if he stays fit for that game, I think he'll, he could be in the squad and I think I would even start him. I would even start him against Serbia because even pairing him up with Dykes up front, just, just it's one game, it's do or die, just... Give yourself the best possible chance. And I think Lee Griff, a fat Lee Griffiths is the best striker Scotland to have. Scott McLennan, do you consider the old firm's transfer window business to be more of a success due to keeping key players or the signings to add depth to the squad? Uh, a bit of both. I think keeping Morelos and Edwards for both sides is a big thing. You need to keep Morelos, you need to, you need to keep Morelos and Edward because both sides need to be at their very best this season. I don't ever think Edward was kinda was a big thing to big threat to leave. I think he will stay until at least the end of the season. Morelos, I really thought he would leave. I was kinda thinking maybe it was best because you need Rangers need a big, big forward role this season and if he's gonna go off and on and if disciplinary issues, Rangers can't afford that this season. And but I'm glad he stayed. I'm glad he stayed. I hope if you get Alfredo Morelos back to the Alfredo Morelos of last season, then they've got one of the best strikers in the league comfortably. So I'll be good. I think they've added pretty good depth as well, both sides. I think their signings are like David Turnbull, Shane Duffy for Celtic are really, really good. Rangers as well. I really, really like Kamar Roof. I think if you keep Kamar Roof fat, it'll be very, very impressive. And just getting that that backbone of the team like a bit better as well. Like we don't know much about the boys Ungu that came in and loan in deadline day, but all reports is he's what Rangers need a bit of a box to box midfielder. I think I, I maybe even could see him getting thrown in in the form. But I, I would say I would say about both. I would say keeping Morelos and Edward was big for Rangers, uh, for Rangers and Celtic, and they both had it pretty well depth wise. Darren McPike, who should be favourites to win the league this year? Uh, Celtic are favourites because they've done it. They've been there and done it. Rangers need to up their game. As I've said already, Rangers need to severely up their game and get a bit better after Christmas. If that's if that's the case, then if Rangers do that, then it'll be neck and neck. But Celtic have Celtic have been there and done it and got the t-shirt, whereas Rangers haven't done it yet. So that'll be very interesting. Mark Wilson, if Gerard fails to win a trophy this season, would Rangers sack him? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if they would sack him. I think he would probably leave. 
because he would consider it a job a job not done. I don't think Rangers would sack Gerard unless it got really, really bad, which basically if, if he went something like six games without a win, I think it would get to that stage. But uh, the Rangers hierarchy love Gerard. They love the job he's doing. He's done a very good job. Nobody like nobody really says how good a job he's done. He's he's built a really good team from a really, really sham shambolic team that we saw that particularly went to Parkhead in the last day of the season the last old firm game a few years ago when it was five now. Like to come from that to where they are now is a really, really good bit of progress for Gerard. But you're judging trophies. I've said it from the beginning you're judging trophies and if Gerard doesn't win a trophy this season, if he doesn't win the league, I think I think if either manager doesn't win the league, I think one of them will I think either one will go. So if Lennon doesn't win the league this season, I think he'll go. So I think he will leave. I think if Gerard doesn't win a trophy he will leave. But I think if you said to any Rangers fan we won't win we won't win any leagues. We won't win any League Cup or Scottish Cup, we'll win a league they would bite your hand off. I wouldn't say the same about Celtic fans. I think they need they both sides need to win the league. I think the cups are a bonus this season. Not a bonus, that's maybe a wrong word, but the league's a be all and end all this season as far as I've Rangers and Celtic fans concerned, in my opinion anyway. Uh, Mark Shankland and Ryan Nisbet have asked a similar question. What are your thoughts on the whole situation with lower league and junior football starting back up? And do you think it should go ahead? And if not, why? Uh, I feel for everybody connected with junior football right now. I think it's a very, very tough situation. Uh, from what I understand, as seven, seven or eight teams have stated their intent to not go ahead with the season because of safety issues and income issues. It's a real shame because they, these are the clubs that are going to struggle. Junior football relies heavily on its matchday income from fans at the gate and fans maybe in the pub before the game, things like that, like buying programmes, buying raffle tickets and things like that. It's a big, they rely so much on match the income and to not have fans in, I think it will just be a, such a detriment. I think that's why they've all done it. I completely understand their decision. Uh, the only thing I would say about it is, is that where you get terraces and that, I think you possibly could have fans in it. It would need to be done, so, it would need to be done with, in line with government regulations, of course, but it would probably be done because when you're when you're in, when you're standing at terraces, you're standing away from you're you're not standing together anyway. Especially now, like you, there are there are ways it can be done. So if there is ways to do it, then I really hope we go ahead with it. But if they're going to have a full season without fans, then it's unsustainable. It's a, it's a, it's such a shame. The only way I kind of thought it would happen would be if. You know, if clubs maybe did make that investment to get you know, cameras in and charge maybe two ninety nine or something for a game live to watch. I know it's it's no fair, it's not it's it's not gonna be as and not the income's not gonna be as high as it would be, but you're still getting money in somehow. I think that could be an option. But I really, really feel for everybody connected with the whole situation. I really, really like junior football, I'm a huge fan of it. And it's just a shame because I know some people connected to the to the juniors, particularly like clubs like Auchinleck, Cumnock, Glen Afton. They're all struggling. They're all stating their intent that they can't fulfil their fixtures. It's a shame. It's such a shame. But I just hope everybody connected comes out with it, comes out a better, comes out in a better fashion. But it's looking unlikely. But I'm just giving my best wishes to everybody connected with the whole situation, and I hope everything works out. Mark Shankland asked another one. 
Since it's International Week, do you think Scotland should play their best 11 players and accommodate them as in fit them in different positions or play the best 11 with everyone in their own positions? Uh, Steve Clark won't. Steve Clark will play the best 11 determined on positions because he's as organised a manager as you'll get. The only problem with it is, is that we've seen he's playing, he's playing a couple of players out of position and they're not doing well and Scott McTominay isn't a centre-half and I'm sorry, but I just don't see the play, players like Stephen O'Donnell, Declan Gallagher. I don't think they're, they've kind of set the world on fire with their international performances. But I can see, I've asked, there's a question coming up as well about who is my best Scotland 11. I'll give, them, I'll give you that. But I would say, if I was a manager, I would pick the best 11 with everyone in their own positions because they're playing where they, playing where they are better playing like... I think the only person you can do that with is probably Kieran Tierney. I think we've seen him in a back three at Arsenal. He's, he's a really good player going forward, Kieran Tierney, but he's also a good defender, so you can do that with him, play him in a back three to kind of solve that Tierney and Robertson debacle that we have because you've got two really good left backs and you can't play them together in the one position, so you need to work out somehow how we're going to do it. And Kieran Tierney isn't a right back. So if you want to play him left a back three, I think you would need to. But I, if it was up to me, I would play all. I would play a best eleven determined on how the players play in their positions. I wouldn't play them out of position because I just don't think you get the best out of players. Aidan McLean, what's your score prediction for the upcoming Old Firm and how much of an impact will it make on the destination of the title in May? It'll be a huge. It'll be a huge impact in the destination because it's the first, first blood, as we put it, in, in the last five seasons. The team that's won the first Old Firm have gone on to win the league. Celtic won the first Old Firm game every every year since Rangers have been back up. So stats tell you that's where the, the league usually goes. Uh, I, I, the, my overall score prediction is I'm going to be boring and go for a two-each draw because I think both sides can make mistakes at the back in particular. It's going to be so it's going to be so weird to see a, a Rangers Celtic game with no crowd. It's just going to be. Something you never, none of us ever thought we would see. But would you rather, would you rather be sitting watching Rangers Celtic with no fans or not watching it at all? Everybody would agree we need we need football back. So it'll be a huge impact on where the title's going because that team's got the momentum going ahead. And if Rangers were to go to Parkhead and win in the first, the first old firm game of the season, I think it would be a huge. Huge swing for them. I mean, they've, they've been to Parkhead and won. That was a big thing last season, but they didn't kick on from it. Maybe a bit different this year, but I'm going to say I'm going to say a two-each draw, and I think it'll be a big, big impact in where the title's going. Uh, Ricky Colville, do you think the SPFL will be completed this season? I really, really hope so. Obviously, we don't know one day to the next what's going on with the current situation, but I would really, really... I would be gutted if the season didn't finish. I think, though, the, all, every team deserves a, a lot of credit for how they're going ahead with the testing. We saw the Kilmarnock last season, eh, last week, sorry, that there was a bit of issues with testing, but they've done really well in getting, if there's positive cases, they've, they've identified them. They're following the proper protocol, so I really, really hope that continues, and I really, really hope we're able to see the season keep going and finish the way it should be finished as opposed to last season when it was caught early. I don't think we could have finished the season. I don't think there's any doubt about that, but it was just a mess to see how... To see, basically, it was 
we're looking all going through a difficult time and we still are. I mean, we're still all going through a tough situation, but we just became a laughing stock in Scotland with the football and how it was working out. But I hope I hope we finish the season. I really hope we finish the season. I think there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of problems. There'll be a lot of problems with positive cases and things like that. It's going to be very very difficult. But I hope we get there. Colin Moore, are there any lower league players that you see eventually breaking through to the national team like Robertson and Shankland? Eh, never say never. I don't. I can't think of any right now, but I really hope that changes because the progression of like Andy Robertson and Lauren Shankland's amazing to see. Eh, Andy Robertson came from. I remember Andy Robertson playing against Rangers for Queens Park in 2012, and he's a Premier League winner and a Champions League winner now. So. If we can get more players like that, and it's it's only going to help the national team. Like we need we need players coming through from anywhere. I think there's not enough players coming through, so it doesn't matter how they come through. They, we just need to see them. We just need to see them getting there. But I hope that I hope that's the case. I hope our players do come through. Scott Niven, what's Scotland's best eleven? Uh, I wrote this down, and I, I'm going to play. I'm going to set it up as if I was Steve Clark. I'm going to go three five two. I'm going to play. As my goalkeeper, I think John McLaughlin. I think John McLaughlin was very, very steady for Rangers before Alan McGregor came back. I think he was very, very good. I've been a fan of John McLaughlin for a good few years. I think he's a good goalkeeper. I would put him as my starting goalkeeper. My back three would be, I would play Kieran Tierney in the, just to get him in the team because I wouldn't play him at right back. I would play Kieran Tierney. I would have Liam Cooper. And my third player, I put down Scott McKenna, but... I just don't know who else would. I just um, the centre half was so weak. We just thought of that. I mean, we see like Andy Considine coming in. Like all due respect, to Andy Considine, but is that, there must be better. There must be centre half coming through from somewhere. Uh, left back Andy Robertson's the the nailed on pick my team. Right wing back I went for Liam Palmer. I think he's probably the best out there. Likes of him, Stephen O'Donnell, I would put Liam Palmer in. I think he's been pretty decent any time I've seen him play for Scotland and Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, three midfielders, this is tough because you need to leave a few good ones out. Uh, I'm going to put Ryan Jack just in the middle and the kind of holding area because I think he does that job pretty well and I think he's got, he has got the ability to get forward, which Scotland need that. And the two other midfield positions, I would put John McGinn and Callum McGregor. Carl McGregor, definitely for me. I think Carl McGregor's a great player. I think as well, you've got that forward threat that you've also got that kind of leadership ability that he's learning from Scott Brown. I think he's a natural progression to Scott Brown in the Celtic team. So it might be the same in the Scotland team, but I would have Carl McGregor in. And I'm a big fan of John McGinn. I think John McGinn, particularly this season, with Aston Villa, he's stuck out like a sore thumb any time I've watched him. So I would put John McGinn in. And the two strikers, I would, I would say Lyndon Dykes, obviously, would probably be the number one choice. And I would have him alongside Lee Griffiths. So I would see that. that I don't know if, that would, if they're going to gel together, but I can see, I can see Griffiths going to Serbia and I, I would start him. If he's there, I would start him because, as I've said before, a fat and healthy Lee Griffiths is the best, te- best player on the team certainly forward-wise, and Lyndon Dykes has done nothing wrong so far since he's been introduced to the, the Scotland side. So that would be my starting 11. And hopefully that would be the starting 11 that would go to Euro 2021. 
Regan Ross, who's the most underrated player you've watched in the recent seasons in the SPL? Uh, I've got one from years ago, but I'm recent. I'm going to say I'm going to have two. I'm going to have one from kind of recent years. I'm going to have one for years ago. Uh, recently, I think Daniel Kondeas doesn't get enough credit for how well he played at Rangers. I think he was very, very good, and they complimented Tavernier really well. Underrated player from years ago. I'm going to go for Ian Jess, and there's a personal reason for this because Ian Jess is the nicest footballer I've ever had the pleasure of meeting in my life. And I've got a wee story behind that. When every year when the fa- me and the kind of family went, our kind of family holiday every year was down to Blackpool. And we were fortunate one year to stay in the Preston Marriott. And there's actually two. There's actually two footballs connected to that story. Uh, and the first day we were there in the Preston Marriott, I walked by Peter Crouch. And I just remember I was I was quite tall for my age. I was about seven or eight, so I was pretty tall, but I've never seen anybody as tall as this in my life. And I just remember looking up at him and I remember I realised the accessibility must stay in the hotel. So basically I was still to this day, I'm an autograph hunter. I'll if I see a football player, I'll get them to sign something something like a bit of paper or anything. I just love I love football and I love I'm a football fan. I'm still a kid at heart really when it comes to football. So but I waited all day for every Aston Villa player to come down and they all they were all so nice. But me and my dad met Roy Aitken and Roy Aitken spent a bit of time with us and was very, very kind and offered us tickets to go and watch them play Bolton. And we had a great day. It was a great day. But uh, Roy Aitken, I would just say Roy Aitken was fantastic. If anybody can, can let Roy Aitken listen to this, I just want to say thanks for that because that was a great experience for me when I was young and a lot of respect for Roy Aitken. And later on that day, another bus arrived at the hotel. So I was still kind of looking for uh, teams to come in. It was a Nottingham Forest team, and in that team was Ian Jess. Ian Jess was was a really, really good player for Aberdeen. He was an excellent player, a very, very underrated, excellent player. I remember he was linked with Rangers like when I was first kind of growing up and um, I just watched him and I thought, he's a really good player. But Ian Jess spent a lot of time with me and my dad that day. Spent a good 45 minutes just talking to us, just been very, very kind, very, very kind to a young man like me who just wanted to, to be around footballers. He was so, so gracious with his time. And I've always said he was my favourite player to ever speak to. And I still stand by that. He was an excellent person. I just want to... Also invite Ian Jess if you ever if you're ever listening to this, and I'm going to put a wee clap on Twitter. If you're ever listening to this, then if the invitation is open to come on the sit down, because I would love to talk to you about your amazing career. Ian Jess for me would be the most underrated player to play in the SPL because it was excellent before the SPL because nobody, not a lot of folks remember this. It was he played for Aberdeen in the early nineties and was had a great record against Rangers in particular but came back from down south and came back to Aberdeen about 97, I think it was. And it was excellent. It just, it was so, it learned from his experience in England and just come back a much better player. So being Jess, being Jess definitely would be my most underrated player. Megan Foley, do you think the COVID-19 restrictions on fans being unable to attend games has affected the performances? I think it did at the start. I think at the start, it was a bit weird to a lot of players that I remember the first game against Rangers played Aberdeen that was... I think a lot of the players were like 
thought they were in a different world. But I think they've got used to it because they realise it's a new normal and I think it's going to be the way it's going to be for a good year or so at least. I don't think any fans are going to be anywhere near a football stadium until at least we get a vaccine. I hope and pray we get a vaccine anytime soon. But uh, I, I think... I think now we're seeing players are just playing normally. I think they've gotten used to it, but at the start, it definitely did. I think a lot of players were out of their comfort zone. I think a lot of players do have the, have the fans in their mind when they're playing and have the fans next to them. But now we're seeing a different side of it. Now we're seeing the new norm, and I, I think a lot of players are getting used to the, the fact there'll be no fans. So... I would say now, no, but at the start, I would definitely have said yes. Johnny Scott, what's Scotland's chances in the final leg against Serbia? I think it'll be a game that will suit a Scotland team under Steve Clark because they'll go there organised. They'll go there being hard to beat, and Serbia have got a lot of threat up front, particularly like Mitrovic, Luka Jovic. Luka Jovic, I think, has went off the boil since he moved to Real Madrid, but he's still an excellent striker. Uh, I would say... I would say, though, they're up against it because Serbia are a good side. I did say, though, when the, I did fancy Norway to come out of that section. I thought everybody that knows me and knows me well knows that Ellen Haaland's my favourite player in the world right now. I just think he's absolutely unplayable. I love watching him. I'm quite surprised Serbia beat Norway, to be quite honest with you, but I didn't fancy Scotland to come out of this at the beginning. I think it's changed now because... They, didn't play, they played horrible against Serbia. It was the most boring game you'll ever see, but they got the result. And if they go now, if, if they take that game to penalties and win penalties, then they've got to have made a tournament, so you can't knock them. But I think they'll need to, they'll need to improve from how they played against Israel to, to stop Serbia, because Serbia will have a lot of chances, and it's up to Scotland to, to kind of get their own chances and stop Serbia. But I think they've got a chance. I mean, They've got a fighter's chance. Um, I really, really hope Scotland get to the major tournament because I don't remember France 98. I don't think many, fa- many fans my age will, but I've never, I've never seen Scotland in a major tournament and I would love to see them in a major tournament. So here's hoping. I hope Scotland get there, <laughs> but it's going to be a, a tough ask. Callum Brown, there's been a lot of talk recently around reconstruction of the leagues. Do you think this is more likely now after the shutdown? And what would you like to see if the leagues were reconstructed? Uh, I've always said that I think a lot of it, I think the reason we don't have a higher leagues because a lot of the income is determined on the four old firm games a season. I think if you took that away, I think the the TV deal would be a lot lower. I think that's the big thing. I would... I think it will. I think it needs to change down the lower lower leagues. I think we need to see like a bit, like maybe if you do even 12, 10, 16 or something, a 12 team SPL, a 10 team second first division, and a 16 team third second division, just to make it a bit better, make it a bit of a better league. I think now we'll see. We've already seen the the league's been cut down in the championship onwards to basically make make it as connect easy as possible for the team to fulfil the fixtures. I think we'll see that now. I think that could be an option, but up towards the top of the league, I don't think that will change just because of what I said about the TV deal. And But it's definitely something that needs looked at because right now, 12-10-10-10 isn't the answer. I think it needs to be higher. I think it needs to be a bit more towards the, the kind of third tier. It needs to be more competitive. Make it a 16-team league. Give the teams 
more of a chance and you yeah because I think there's too many clubs to begin with. There's forty two teams in the, the SBFL, that's too many. You need to we need to work out how to make that because forty two teams in the league, not a lot of incomes getting split between them. So there are gonna be struggles, particularly now particularly now when a lot of teams are up against it financially. You will see a lot of teams having to having to make drastic cutbacks. So we need to accommodate that. We need to see how, how to make it better for these teams. But I would say maybe a, a 16 team third tier just to give teams a give the teams a more kind of a chance of surviving more than anything else. Uh, Ross Wiley, do you think Scotland can finally make it to a major tournament and can Gerard lead Rangers to the title this season? Uh, I would really hope they can because as I've said I would love to see Scotland in a major tournament I didn't see it France 98 so but it's a tough ask against Serbia and can Gerard lead Rangers to the title this season I think he obviously can but as I've said already we need to go over that blip we need to see more from Gerard, Gerard's team after Christmas we also need to look at the fact is that why last season didn't work out because the team at the start of the year weren't losing to Hamilton at home or Hibs, they weren't losing to any team at home. They were so solid and something went wrong and that needs to be looked at. If that happens again, then you need to say, has this team got the nerve to win a league? We all need to see more from Rangers after the, after the winter break. There's no winter break this year, so they should, they should be better. But I think, think Gerard can. I mean, there's no doubt he can, but they need to go over that blip. Aaron Lyle, if Scotland can make it to an international tournament, do you see us doing well or just getting leathered as usual whenever we play teams with decent attack? If they get through to the Euros, they're up against England, Croatia and Czech Republic in their group with two games at Hamden. Now, I'm not an expert on organisation of football matches, but I don't think any any team will get it as better. In their, I don't think the group's overly difficult. I don't think England are firing in all cylinders. I think England are still better than Scotland. Croatia aren't the team they were two years ago and we'll see against Czech Republic during the week but the Scotland are beating a poor Czech Republic team I don't think that'll be the Czech Republic team that'll turn up at the Euros but I think they've got as good a chance as getting through if they get there because two games are at Hamden they go to Wembley against England so they've got home advantage and not many teams do do badly when they've got home advantage in a major tournament this Euros will be crazy compared to everything else we've seen but I would say it's going to be difficult, but if they get there, then they've got as good a chance as anybody are getting through the group, at least. Stephen Nicol, which of Rangers signings in this window do you think will have the most impact on the team? Uh, I've been really impressed with Kamar Roof since he came in. I think his movement as well just catches my eye. He's, just, he's, he's two yards quicker than everybody else. I just think he's... Particularly, I think it was against... Might have been Kilmarnock to Ibrox. He's he was amazing that day. And he scored as well. He was very very good. And if he stays fit, he's had a lot of bother injuries over the past few years. But if he stays fit, he's a very very good addition. I really like Cedric Kitten as well. I think Cedric Kitten will be a, a big player for Rangers. I think he's got his goals. There was a lot of there was a lot of negativity with the Rangers fans of how he hasn't scored. He's not up to it. He's another Philip Zebo. All that nonsense. 
he scored a really good goal against Motherwell and then scored a goal I love, uh, the second goal I love more than his first one against Motherwell because that's what I want to see a, a striker do, just getting in that position. Didn't even ricochet, it was just that, that striker's instinct of just putting his foot out and getting the goal. So I think he'll have an impact. I think if Morelos doesn't, doesn't fire in cylinders like he has last season, I think that if that does well off the bench or even gets a start, if he does pretty well, I think Atten could be the main man. I think Atten could be really good. I really, really like that signing. Jonathan McMillan, if England can get VAR to work better, more reliably, do you think it should be bought into Scottish football? Uh, I've said already, I think it should. I don't know if it will because I don't think the club's right now in the position to finance it and I don't think the league are either. So I would say that's very, very unlikely that it'll get brought in in the next couple of years. But I think it will eventually because it's the new, it's the new thing. It needs to be anything to give more, more support to the referees because the referees have got a very, very difficult job and it's very, very hard to, to not criticise them because they make so many mistakes. So anything to help them out, I think it needs to be done. Uh, Aidan Rhodes-Smith, do you think the Scottish League is really struggling without its loyal supporters and how long do you think all clubs can keep their head above water before it starts affecting financially? Uh, I think when the follow scheme ends, I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that with a lot of businesses, not just football. Do we, do we know how many teams are in, are in kind of turmoil already? I think there's a lot. I think once that follow scheme ends and they don't have that support to play their staff that aren't working, I think we'll see a big, big struggle. I think we'll see a few teams get into administration. And it's really, really sad because nobody could have predicted this situation. Not one person could have predicted the situation. And it's been so, it, it was so, so difficult beforehand with teams struggling to kind of make ends meet, particularly down the lower divisions. But now it's just going to be so much harder. But I hope we get through it. I hope we all get through it. We're all Scottish football fans at the end of the day. So we just need everybody, everybody in football, associated with football, is just praying that we, we get out of this in some way. And I'm really hoping we do. Blair Kennedy, if you were Steve Clark, what would your starting 11 be away in Serbia next month? Uh, I've said that, I've gave my team already. And how do you assess the Scotland national teams since Steve Clark took over? Not easy on the eye, but seemed to be grinding out results. I would pretty much go with that. I would say when Steve Clark was announced, I thought that's not really where I would be going myself. I thought they would maybe follow the blueprint England have and go with Scott Gemmell. I thought Scott Gemmell was a kind of choice at the time. Steve Clark, proven manager, done, done an amazing job with Kilmarnock, but the Scotland national team haven't been easy to watch for the past 15 years and bringing in Steve Clark isn't going to make that go away. Now, Steve Clark's record speaks for itself, but it hasn't been easy in the eye. I've, never, I've been bored watching the last four or five Scotland international that I've watched. But they're grinding out results. As I, say, as I say all along, I've said this for years, it doesn't matter how you play. If you get three points and you get a win, then it doesn't matter how you play, just as long as you get the results. So on that side, I would, I would agree with that. But I just don't think there's enough talent coming through that's going to change that. So if we're getting results that way, then albeit. But I, don't, I, I would like to see... I'm a big fan of watching football played well and I just don't like this playing for a draw and getting 10 men behind the ball. I just, it infuriates me to watch it. It infuriates me to watch it as a fan of teams I watch because 
you get you're not you're not playing football the right way, but you're getting results. So can you really moan at the end of the day? Uh, last couple, I've got two more, and then I will be closing it. John Hanna, who would you consider for the national manager's position next, and why I think Stratton should have stayed? Uh, I think Stratton's time was up. He didn't deliver his job. He was he's, he had a chance to get Scotland to a major tournament and didn't get there, so he shouldn't have stayed on in my opinion. Who would I consider next? I don't think there's many candidates, to be honest. I, I can I try to ram my brains through this a couple of weeks ago when Steve Clark was under pressure. And I don't know. I don't know. I would I thought at the time Scott Gemmel. I did say Scott Gemmel when the, the job came up and Strachan left, so I would say possibly him, but what evidence have you got to go on? You've just got that thing that it might be better with a younger manager bringing through younger players. But I wouldn't have gave Stratton another another chance. I still with this day wouldn't. And we've just got to stick with Steve Clark. We've got to stick with Steve Clark. And if if he gets us to a, a European Championship, then he'll be a hero. I don't care how how he wins, how he plays football. I'm I'm not a fan of watching Steve Clark teams. I'm the first person to admit that. But if he gets us to a European Championship, then play the way you want. But his test will be against Serbia, who will be all out attack. They, they're an attacking side. They've got attacking players. So if you're going to play that way, then play it right and do that. Because every single person that's a Scotland fan wants to see Scotland in a major tournament again. It's been so long and the heartache, it is heartache because I'll tell you a story at the time they played Italy in 2007. I was as gutted as I've ever been as a football fan that day when they didn't win. They, I think they only needed a point, if I remember correctly. But a bogus decision by the referee against Alan Hutton. Alan Hutton got murdered and the free kick went, again, went against him. So I would say I would, I would love to see Scotland in a major tournament and by any means necessary. So let's just trust Steve Clark to do the job right and get get us there. Uh, Rob Hume, final question. What is your thoughts on next weekend's Old Firm? If COVID cases rise, will the match be cancelled? Surely if a team can't field a team, they broke the rules. Well, we saw with the uh, Kilmarnock game last week that there is, there's not really a rule in place for that. If a team can't fulfil a fixture, then it will just be postponed and will be played at a later date when they can fulfil it. Do I agree with that? Yes, I do, because COVID can't be controlled. And we can't, if you're going to have games cancelled because players have got COVID, then we're going to have a lot of games cancelled in the league as well, the league as well being postponed. So I think the, the League Cup was different. Get a, if I remember correctly, the League Cup, there was an agreement where if a team can't fulfil a fixture, the game would be postponed. And it would be a 3-0 win to the team who they were playing against. That isn't in place in the league. So if that is the case, then all the... All the games that aren't fulfilled will just be played at a later date as I think Celtic still got a game in hand from the, the incident with Ball and Golly. So that's fair. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. I just want to see I just want to see football. I don't care how I think every team's gonna have a, a problem with COVID at some point down the line. So let's just get let's just get on, on board with us because it's surreal times. We've never seen anything as bad as this, and I don't think we ever will again. I hope and pray we don't see anything like this again, but we're all we're all football fans. If if it takes that long, it takes that long. But as long as we've got a close and a team win the league, 
fairly and I really hope we have a, we have a strong season because the, the teams deserve a lot of credit. I mean, I said this earlier, but the teams deserve a lot of credit for how well they've been doing their testing. I think that hasn't spoke of enough. But let's just try and finish this season and have a fair finish. And let's all just get on board with this. That is it. That's the questions all done. Uh, thanks very much to everyone who asked a question. The support was amazing. I didn't think I would get anywhere near the amount of questions I got. And I hope I've answered everyone correctly and fairly. And once again, to everyone who's listened to this show, I really thank you for listening and taking your time out of your day to listen to me talking waffle. But if you enjoy more of this, more of my content, then please listen to latest episodes of The Sit Down. I done an interview with Colin Nash, former Comarmut and Hibs man on Friday. That's out on YouTube and all podcast networks. So it's out on the likes of iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. So you can listen to that. And this will be going out later today. And thanks very much to everyone who has supported me in this journey to getting kind of started up and getting some content out, out there for you. And as well as that, I'm just going to make a couple of the announcements on the show. Uh, All Time 11 is a new show I've started. It's a show where I speak to fans, players, former managers, and ask them to name their best 11. Whether it's players they've played with, played against, or seen live. So the first episode will be premiering next Monday. That is the 19th of October. I'll be announcing during the week who it will be, and I'm very, very excited about that. And as well as that, if anyone's listening to this show and wants to take part in any podcast or have ideas for shows or anything like that, then please get in touch because the more podcasts, the more people on board are, I would really, really like to work with people. I know there's a lot of talent out there and the, the, the overall kind of people I know anyway, there's a lot of people I know who really, really come across well when I talk to them. So if, they want to, if you just want to take part, then please don't hesitate to get in touch because I would really, really like to work with as many people as possible. And that's that for this week. I will be back next week with another episode of the Scottish Football Show. I'll be joined as well by guests and we'll be dissecting the big game over the weekend will be the Old Firm Derby. So thanks very much for that and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, everyone.